Hey y'all, and welcome back to the On Iowa podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van, and today we'll be talking about Iowa women's swimming. Four Iowa women will head to the NCAA National Championships this week in Greensboro, North Carolina, and it's a tremendous accomplishment given the year that they've had. On August 21st, Iowa announced that both men's and women's swimming, along with men's tennis and gymnastics, would be cut at the end of their seasons as a result of the financial impacts of COVID-19. This prompted four women swimmers to file a Title IX complaint against the university. They claimed the university was already out of compliance with Title IX before even eliminating their sport. As a result, many underclassmen swimmers entered the transfer portal. A court-ordered reinstatement of the program came as a complete surprise months later on February 15th. Now, two of those underclassmen, Alyssa Graves and Mallory Jump, will sport the Tiger Hawk on the biggest stage in their sport at the national championships. Junior diver Sam Tamborski and senior swimmer Kelsey Drake will join them. Alyssa is a freshman and will swim the 1650 free and the 200 fly. Mallory is a sophomore and will swim the 100 fly, 200 fly, and individual medley. Kelsey will swim the 100 fly, 200 fly, and individual medley. And Sam will compete in the 3-meter springboard. I spoke with Alyssa and Mallory about competing as underclassmen for Iowa this season and how they are approaching the culmination of it. Here they are. Alrighty, so I just want to welcome Mallory Jump and Alyssa Graves to the On Iowa podcast. How are y'all doing today? Good. So first, so people can differentiate between the two voices, um, let's uh, have y'all introduce yourselves. Let's start with Mallory. Um, I'm Mallory Jump. I'm a sophomore at Iowa. And I'm Alyssa, and I'm a freshman. Awesome. So we have two young ladies who are heading off to the NCAAs. So I just wanted to know up top, um, how does it feel to be heading to the biggest stage in college swimming? We'll start with Alyssa. So I'm very excited for myself and my teammates. We worked really hard this season and had to overcome a lot of stuff, not only with COVID, but also the decisions that this university has made. And I just think I'm really proud of all of us for succeeding and getting to this level. Mallory. Um, I would say the same, like we've worked really hard this season and it's definitely been a goal for us to make it just as far as we can and in a way prove a point, but actually like have fun doing it. So not only has it been fun, but it's just been like an overall really great experience. Now, Mallory, from my understanding, you transferred from Purdue Mm -hmm. and then you arrived on campus at Iowa and all of a sudden the program was cut. Mm -hmm. So initially, and now it's been reinstated. What was it like to go through that? Um, Maybe take me through the day that you found that out and kind of what your mindset was. Mm -hmm. In a way, I kind of felt like embarrassed because I just chose a school that doesn't even want like their athletes so that was pretty hard on me initially but then 
as I got through this season, I really just like thought that like I wouldn't have had it any other way. Like even if I knew that the team was being cut, I would not change my decision decision to go here just because my experience has been really great. And Alyssa, you're a freshman. So what made you choose Iowa in the first place? And also what was it like to find out that the program was initially cut? So I chose to go to this school because of the academics and also the team culture. That's something that's huge for me. And this team is really welcoming to me. Um, when we initially got cut, we had only been on, like the freshmen had only been on campus for four days and we haven't, we hadn't like gone through the testing or anything. So we didn't have any practices. Um, it was really shocking to us. And I was just really upset because we hadn't even bonded with the team yet and gotten to know everybody. And we were all just there together. That was our first experience together. So it was very shocking to me and very upsetting. Yeah. And what was it like to receive the news that the program was going to going to stay at least for the women's side? Um, if either of you want to jump in. Um, I think that obviously like, I think they made the right decision bringing back the program, but we weren't really excited just because it was a little late for the program to be reinstated. A lot of our teammates have already left. And so it just, obviously we're happy, but um, not as happy or as excited as people would expect us to be. Alyssa, you have anything to add? Yeah, I just think that we got reinstated for the wrong reasons and they still don't necessarily care about us as much as they should. And how does all of this impact? I mean, you've, it's enough to have COVID going on and being a collegiate athlete. And then all of this happens. And I just wanted to know, how does that impact your mindset when you're going to compete? Does it, or even just training, like, does it make everything so much harder and in what ways? For me, like having this in the back of my mind, it's harder, but I try and go to practice with like a clear mind because I still am with my team and they mean everything to me. And it's really exciting to go to practice. I feel like it's kind of our safe, like our safe place and we're all in it together. So I try and black out all like the negativity and even like COVID, even though it changes everything at practice, but I try and really block it out. How do you feel Mallory? Yeah, I would say the same. I mean, I just don't really feel like it has affected my mindset of the sport that much because either way, like I still have a love for the sport. So going to practice and going to meets, I, I feel like mentally I feel the same way. And if anything, it's just like enhanced my love for the sport and like made me feel really grateful for obviously my teammates and the fact that I even like get this opportunity in general. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, when you find out a program's being cut, you probably start thinking about where to go to next. Um, was that hard to balance? And is that something that you are both still weighing at this time, if you can reveal at all? Um, yeah, I'm still thinking about it. I for me personally, I wanted to take my time. I wanted to like get through the season because obviously like I just transferred here. So for me, there was really like no rush, but also like 
having to go through the recruiting process a third time for me has been honestly super frustrating and very time consuming. It's really hard to balance like doing schoolwork and doing calls with coaches and just like figuring out what my next step is. Yeah. I mean, this is my second time going through the recruiting process, so it's a bit hard and my decision isn't final yet, but, um, I have some good ideas, but still like trying to balance out schoolwork, recruiting and practice here. It's just kind of weird because we're talking to other coaches while we're still at this program in this university. So it's a little bit awkward, but I mean, it has to be done. Right. You're representing Iowa at the NCAAs. What does it mean to put the tiger hawk on your chest and, you know, swim, um, for this school? Um, I think for me, obviously the, um, they made a bad decision, but I'm still really proud to be a Hawkeye. And I think what makes me proud to be a Hawkeye is my team. Um, we're all Hawkeyes together. So being able to, you know, represent this school and it kind of show the school in like a more positive light than what it's been received this year. It, it makes me so proud to wear like my Hawkeye clothes and put on a Hawkeye suit and cap. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more in it for my team. I think that I like to be representative of my team and I don't have a problem putting on the Hawkeye, the Tiger Hawk and representing this team. It's hard to represent the school as much as it is for my team, but that's really who I'm in it for. Right. For sure. Let's talk a little bit of swimming. Let's talk about like your craft, you know, your joy. Um, I want to know from Alyssa, I talked to your coach earlier and he said that some of the races you tried this year were a little bit out of your comfort zone. And I want to know how you were able to hone these two races specifically and um, what were your biggest challenges there? Yeah. So in dual meets, we don't have the mile or the 1650. So we do the thousand instead. And my event lineup for dual meets is the tuner fly. Well, it goes in order. It goes the thousand free, the two fly, and then the 500 all within like two hours. So that's, it was a bit out of my comfort zone and it was a challenge that I had to face both mentally and physically, but for me, I think it was a very successful season and I ended up the thousand is not an event at big tens or NCAAs. So ultimately the mile is the next closest thing. And, um, I decided to do that and it worked out and pacing was a bit different than the thousand, but, um, overall the training is pretty much the same except doing a little bit more yards. Yeah, man, that's tough. <laughs> I just like, I'm trying to think of like how to run a like how like running a mile is hard. And then like swimming is like 10 times harder. Um, I'm not a swimmer. So kudos to you and that Mallory, what about your races? Uh, you know, what, how were, uh, what were your biggest challenges this year? And also what went right? Um, yeah. So I mean, my best event has always been the 100 fly. I think this year it just was a really good opportunity for me to race it and like, I don't know, test out a few different strategies with it. 
So that's been really exciting. And I'm really like grateful for the opportunity to swim it again at NCAA, like my favorite event. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I usually like don't swim 200 fly, but I think um, I just did it like at a time trial at Big Tens just so then I could swim it at NCAA. So it'll kind of be like a new event for me. And like I said, like I can kind of just like experiment with it and just see how it goes, like no pressure on that event. Then I'm also swimming the two IM at NCAAs. And I think that event has also like along with the hundred flies always been a really good event for me. Um, but yeah, that event is just, it's just a fun event overall. And I swam it a lot last year, so I can carry that on this year. Yeah, for sure. What, what is the strategy in the 200 fly? You're both in the 200 fly. And I always see butterfly as like one of the most difficult strokes. And I don't know if that's true. Maybe I'll beg to differ. Um, but what are the strategies if you're going into like a 200 fly race? Yeah, for me, I usually back half it. So I take it out a little bit easier than other people. And then because I'm a huge racer, so that's, and I have the, like the endurance from distance training to not die. So I usually back half it, but I mean, that's a little bit different than everybody else swims it. about you, Mallory? Uh, yeah, I think like for me, because I swim the hundred fly, I kind of have like this natural like instinct, like right when I get in the pool, I'm going to like pick up my speed and take it out fast. But I think for the 200 fly, like I try and take it out in like a decent speed. Um, for me, if I take it out too slow, I feel like I just like end up staying the same speed and I, and I don't even finish like faster. So for me taking it out in like a decent speed and then just like trying to build up uh, to the last 50 is my strategy for it. Dang. Um, what I'm wondering, I'm just curious, are there like some, what is on your pre-race playlist of hype songs? I know that every athlete has got a good mix of them. I'm curious to know what your hype songs are. Um, I... I don't listen to like that much music before I get up. It's just like a couple songs. Um, I usually listen to like the baby and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but not much really changes. Um, I usually listen to like the same songs. How about you, Mallory? Um, yeah, to be honest, I don't really listen to music before I swim. I know like that's kind of weird because like some people like get really into it. But for me, I'm more like I like to talk to people before my races to kind of just like distract me from like, you know, knowing that I'm about to get a race and my body's going to be in a ton of pain. So <laughs> for me, just like talking to my friends, that's what I like to do before my races. Um, is how nervous are y'all to compete on this stage? Um, it's, you know, one of the, mo the most competitive stages in maybe even the world. Um, I would say I'm not really nervous. I'm more so excited. I'm sure that once I get there and I see the pool and the environment, it'll kind of make me a little more nervous. But right now I'm just trying to keep calm and just like be excited for the meet. Yeah, I'm also really excited. Um, I'm a bit nervous because I have the tuna fly in the mile on the same day. So I'm a bit nervous for that because I've never really done that before. Um, but it's also a very good opportunity for me 
to prepare and I'm really excited for this opportunity, but also a bit nervous. What has it been like swimming under these COVID protocols? I mean, um, how does that impact you as an athlete, you know, getting your nose swabbed all the time and also having to really be conscious of like where you go on campus and stuff like that? Um, I would say it's definitely a little bit of an experience or a different experience from last year, just because last year we were able to get together in groups and stuff. And this year you have to just be super careful about who you're around, who you're being exposed to. So it's definitely a little bit of an experience or a different experience this year. And I'm sure like Alyssa being a fresh freshman, she could say that it's like a different experience as well. Um, but it's also like, I'm just super grateful that we even get to swim in general. Like I'd rather take these protocols and like have to get like tested weekly. Um, so then I can swim. So I'm just grateful that we're, we're swimming again. Yeah. I'm also extremely grateful that we get the chance to swim. We haven't had that many setbacks this year in terms of COVID um, besides a couple of people out in the beginning. And um, because of all these protocols and precautions that we've been taking, we've been able to um, train and perform as a team. And it's a little bit hard not having the real college experience that all the freshmen have. They just like opened up the dining halls to eat in this month. And I haven't been eating in them yet because of NCAAs and I'm a little bit scared, but um, it'll be a new experience. Hopefully next year I can really live my college experience. And you're both, you were both new to the team and you talked about how much you have bonded with the team and how these people are truly important to you more so than even like wearing the tiger Hawk. Uh, I wanted to know how you were able to form such close friendships with your teammates without really that extra outside of practice kind of element, or maybe a smaller element of act like outside of practice time. Um, I think just like in the pool, like, I mean, we practice so often we're at the pool every single day. So just being at the pool and being able to like cheer each other on or like talk to each other about our days have just like really made us close. And then obviously like from there you start forming like your small group that you hang out with and um obviously we haven't been getting together in larger groups but I think like those smaller groups then you just become super close with those people yeah I also agree we were split into like different sections um like practice a and practice b in the beginning of the year and I like bonded with a couple of people in there because we would really only have one or two people per lane on your side. So you wouldn't have that much communication with a lot of people, but I formed um, relationships with these people. And then once we combined practices and started practicing as a whole team, then I would like branch out, talk to new people. And I think I just formed relationships with people like that. Obviously the men's team hasn't been reinstated. It is cut from the program, um, they are still your teammates and stuff, even though you aren't technically racing against them or something. Uh, what has it been like to watch them go through that? And uh, how has that impacted 
the program through your lens? I think it's really hard because I feel like out of this entire school, like our teams are the closest together and we have such a good relationship with the men's team. We do practice with them every day. We lift with them. So we do have that connection and it's been hard to see them. Most of them have their last meet at big tens. I heard it was a bit emotional and they're in support of us. They're so happy that we got our program back. It's just hard seeing them not get their program back. No. Yeah, I would agree with Alyssa. Um, I think like, I mean, if I've learned anything from this experience is like how strong like um, the men are through this whole journey because like obviously we got, the women got reinstated, but the men didn't. And they've just done such a good job of supporting us through it all and like not letting their emotions affect the women's side of the team because, you know, we are basically like in a way we're a combined uh, co-ed team because we always like practice with them, train with them. Um, every single meet except for Big Tens has been done with the boys. So they've just done a really good job of not letting their emotions affect the girl side of the team. Um, do you think not having a men's team would have a tremendous impact on your experience if you were to both stay next year um like would you maybe rather be at a program with a men's team for me I definitely would I feel like it brings a lot more I don't know how to put it like happiness um I've never really been to a program that's only girls and I can't really see myself at one so I think that it emotionally and like mentally it would be a lot harder for me to go to a program or stay here without the men. Yeah, I I think the same thing. I mean, last year when I was at Purdue, the men's and the women's team were basically like completely separate. Like we would train separately. So for me, like that was a big reason of why I decided to leave there too, was just because um, coming from like a club team in my high school where like, everything was combined men and women's and then going to a team where it just was women's like it definitely was a very different atmosphere and not like a bad thing it just like I prefer being men's and women's combined just because the environment is like totally different. Mallory you said that was part of the reason why you came to Iowa I wanted to know more about why you did come to Iowa from Purdue. Um, yeah, it just was not a good fit for me. I mean, that's like the simplest way to put it. There were a lot of factors, like academic side was a big factor. Um, and then of course, like the swimming side. So overall, it just wasn't a good fit for me. And um, I'm really happy with my decision to transfer. I think it was one of the the best decisions that I've made. Um. What is some advice that you have received from either your club coaches, your family members during this entire year that has really gotten y'all both through this tumultuous season? I think that my parents are very in support of me, like whatever decision I make. And they always just tell me to keep staying positive and like think of the good things. And that's, it's been hard to think of all of the good things, but Thinking about them really makes me like happy and stick through this and thinking about the success that my team has had 
it just really helps me mentally. Um, yeah, I mean, my parents would say the same, like, obviously focused on the good things, but my club coaches um, have really, like, impacted me a lot throughout my swimming career, so I always turn to them for advice, and, like, a lot of times this season, there have been many times where I just want to give up and quit swimming, um, but I think the biggest piece of advice that they've given me was just like, I owe it to myself to keep moving on because I've been swimming since I was four years old. So like the years and time that I put into the sport, like I really do deserve to finish out my swimming career. Uh, Mallory, you mentioned that you were thinking about, you almost wanted to quit swimming because of all this. And I'm just wondering about the mental health toll that this year has taken on you know, NCAA athletes in general. Mm -hmm. Um, but especially y'all, I want to know like where your head's at and how you've coped with all of that from a mental health standpoint. Yeah. I think like that mental health is definitely a topic that we've had to bring up quite a lot this year, just because it has really impacted a lot of people's mental health and, um, I think like as a team, we've done a really good job of just like checking in on each other and making sure that we are doing okay. And I mean, the, the university has so many mental health resources that the coaches really make sure that we are aware of. So that's been really nice. But I mean, this year has been hard on everyone. And I think that um, in some way or another, we've experienced some sort of like mental health, I wouldn't say issues but like problems that have occurred this year yeah um I'd say in around December when everything like came and hit me really hard uh and people started leaving one of our coaches left I just had like this horrible mental block and ever since then I've been having to talk to our team psychologist every week about this situation and it just makes me really sad and upset that they would actually do this to us and even though they got, we got reinstated, it's just been so hard because they still don't care about us. So, Well, and you're missing some of your coaches, um, I guess, that you lose from that. Um, that mental block, was that more of like struggling to motivate yourself to go to practice or was it um, something, something more than that? Um, no, I loved going to practice. I felt like it was my safe place. And my team was very in support of everyone. I think it's just the whole reality of our team got cut um, mm -hmm. back then. And it was just hard for me to face the fact that somebody would do this to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. Um, what is some advice that you think um, you would have for other athletes who are maybe going through the, pro the program cutting and the COVID protocols right now, if I know there's a ton of other teams out there who are going through similar situations, what are some advice do you have for other athletes who are maybe going through this? I would just say to focus on the positives and don't jump to conclusions. Um, it was really hard for me in the beginning because I was like, oh, I, like, I need to find a new team. I need to right now. And I would get on like so many recruiting calls and stuff like that. And I just wouldn't take into consideration my mental health and you need to do what's best for you. Yeah, kind of going off of what Alyssa said, I would just 
suggest that people like take their time. Like I know for me too, that's like one of the things that I really applaud myself for doing this year was just taking my time and figuring out what I wanted to do and what was best for myself. And I feel like if I would have made my decision right when we would, when we were cut, I feel like I would have been making my decisions based off of my emotions rather than what I truly want. It's a very mature thing to say because in a lot of ways, like gut reactions in life are always going to be um, rushed, but taking your time is like a very learned skill and something that you're learning at a very early age. So mm-hmm. um, is there anything else that maybe our listeners should know about the women's swim team right now or going to NCAAs that y'all would like to mention? I'm just really excited for this amazing opportunity and that I get to have another meet this season with our team and our coaches because they're ultimately who the people who have gotten me through this and helped me get to this level. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I appreciate y'all joining me on the On Iowa podcast and being so honest and so open about your experience. And I wish y'all both the best of luck at NCAAs. Thank you. Now, the Title IX lawsuit with Iowa is ongoing, and senior Kelsey Drake is a part of it. While swimming has returned, the plaintiffs claim that the school does not provide equal athletic scholarship opportunities in proportion to the student population. According to Next College Student Athlete, or NCSA, there are 200 women's Division I swimming and diving programs and 143 men's. Remember, there are fewer men's programs because sports like football take up a lot of those men's scholarships. And to be in compliance with Title IX, universities have to provide equal scholarship opportunities for both men and women in proportion to how they make up the student population. If you want to watch the women's championships, you can tune in to both the preliminary and finals coverage on ESPN3 this Wednesday through Saturday. Next week will be the men's championships, where Iowa will send Will Meyer to compete in both the 100 and 200 breaststroke. He is currently ranked 14th nationally in the 100 breaststroke, which would put him in an all-American position. Thank you for listening to the On Iowa podcast. If y'all want more specifics on the Title IX lawsuit, you can read Vanessa Miller's reporting on it at thegazette.com. As always, I am open to more podcasts and feature story ideas in Iowa sports, so feel free to send me feedback and tips on Twitter. And that's it for today. Y'all have a good one.